Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. And I'm greeted by my co-host, Kobe. Hi, Kobe. How you doing? That's good. Are you going to be talkative all through the episode, or can I do this on my own? All right. So... Now that we've greeted our co-host, let's kick off the episode as we always do with a look at recent events and things to come. So, uh, Saturday, January 25th, I did uh, Nacho Treehouse, and it was a blast. Everyone was fantastic, the musicians, the comedians, uh, such a good show, such a great environment, everyone there super supportive. And a bonus shout-out to J.R. Castro for riding along with me to Nacho Treehouse and jamming out to the Cats soundtrack on the way there. We had lengthy discussions about the movie Cats, and it was absolutely delightful. Tonight, as of the recording and release of this episode, uh, it's Wednesday, January 29th, I am guest co-hosting Dragzilla at Liars Club. Uh, along with uh, standard hosts, showrunners, Cindy Vicious and Lucille Fofer, and guest performers, Synthetic, Tater Tot Noxious, Crystal Ball, and Venus. That's going to be a super fun time. It's my first time being a uh, performer on Dragzilla. Not doing drag, but still performing. And uh, it'll be it'll be fun. It's the two-year anniversary. I've been going for just about the entire two years. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. Then Wednesday, February 12th, I will be uh, at Polly Polly Comedy at the Crowd Theater. Uh, that's a show that is run by and hosted by KJ Whitehead. Uh, other announced comics are Yaz Bat and Shannon Smith. Kobe, are you rubbing against the recording device right now? Don't do that. Thank you. Um, more comics to be announced. But yes, Polly Polly Comedy at the Crowd Theater, Wednesday, February 12th. Thursday, February 13th, the debut of Comfortably Chaotic Comedy Cabaret. Um, that's the, the cabaret show that I am putting on at the Comedy Shrine. Uh, featuring comedy by Whitney Wasson and Cameron Little, music by Emma Grace, drag by Lucille Fofer of Dragzilla, burlesque by Misconduct of Shush Burlesque, and my co-host and musical accompaniment, Chris Bongat. Uh, there's going to be all of those things, plus more. It's going to be a wild time, and I hope to see you all there. February 21st, I will be returning to Tonk House, the show produced and hosted by Jay Garcia. I'm on a, uh, a drawing a blank on words here. Uh, I'm on a lineup, thank you, with uh, King Kelly, Justin Cosby, and Alec Jones. There's also going to be some uh, stick and poke tattooing happening uh, at this uh, at this show, so it should be a wild time. I hope to see you all there. Now, on to the main topic. Uh, actually got a couple of main topics for this episode. Uh, a few things that have been on my mind of late. And since I only do one of these a week now, uh, I'm going to talk about everything. Uh, the first main topic. If you think that you are in competition with someone, you are right. 
and you've already lost. That's right. I know as performers, it's tough to get out of the mindset that we are in competition with other performers. You know, whether it's comics looking at other comics and uh, the the gigs that they have or bands, um, you know, competing with other bands or whatever it is, um, it is a, a fool's endeavor to be in competition with people when it's not a competition. You know what I mean? Um, if someone gets a show and you didn't get it, they weren't your competition for that show. They were just the person that the booker wanted for that show. They were either the better fit or they were the better performer on any, you know, given night, or they were just what that booker was looking for. They're not your competition. And there are other shows. You know, some people aren't a fit for every room. Uh, there are, I'm sure, rooms that I would not be uh, a great fit for. And there are rooms that I am a, uh, I don't want to say a, a great fit. I don't want to sound cocky. But there are rooms that I fit in better than others. Um, and that's true of all of us as performers. If you can step into every single room and crush that room regardless of the style of show or what have you, then you are... If you're not making a living at this, you're a fool. Um, but we're we're all just trying to get out there and do the thing, you know? Um, but if you're spending your time worrying about what other people are doing instead of what you're doing, you are wasting your time. Because I guarantee the people who are successful that you feel you're competing with, they're not worried about you. They're worried about them. So you need to worry about you. Same way I need to worry about me and everyone needs to worry about them damn selves. Because if you're worried about competing with everybody, you already lost. You're not gonna you're not gonna make it. Because that's a, a toxic attitude. No one's gonna want to work with you. So let competition and that shit go. Because it's not helpful, it's not valuable, it's not healthy, it's not doing you any favors. Um speaking of focusing on yourself. I've been, uh, I've been taking big swings this year and, you know, sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't, Ca uh, comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret. Once again, Thursday, February 13th, um, big swing. I'm putting my own money and effort into the production. Uh, I am putting it together, um, I'm I'm shouldering a lot of weight putting it together. And everyone performing and everyone who has their roles is fantastic. Uh I've I've met with Chris Bongat. We've gone over some of the bits we're doing. Um I know uh our comics Whitney and Cameron are fantastic. Same with our musician Emma, Drag by Lucille, Burlesque by Misconduct. Like everyone is going to fill their roles perfectly. Um but I'm I'm producing it and that is a lot of work and a lot of effort and, you know, worrying about, uh, are we going to draw? Are we going to have enough people? Are we, and we're doing actually very well. Um, everyone seems very happy with the, with the pre-sales so far. That said, don't wait to get your tickets. It makes the show look that much better if we sell, uh, tickets in advance. Cause it lets the venue know that there's 
a, a, an audience for a show like this. And I think there is. I think there's a, a an audience for a show like this. You know, a, a variety show with a, a number of elements to it. Um, it's something we don't have in the suburbs, and I want us to have it. Um, so some of my swings, you know, they look like they're going to work out. I, I think... Uh, I think Comfortably Chaotic Comedy Cabaret has legs, and, uh, you know, I, I haven't announced the March show, but there is a March show that is booked, um, and, you know, shows beyond that in talks, so uh, that's a big swing, and I think it's going to hit, but sometimes you take big swings and you miss. I applied for my first job that was in a creative or performance-based or um, entertainment-based, you know, uh, I applied for a job. And, you know, I've, I've talked for quite some time about wanting to get rid of the day job because it is not sustainable in the long run for me. Um, and so I applied for a job with uh, Jackbox Games, which is based out of Chicago. They are the the creators of the, the the game You Don't Know Jack, which was an old computer game, and now you can find it on most uh, platforms, whether mobile or, like, I have it on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it, it's fun party games. And they were looking for writers, and so I applied. And I, you know, waited, took a few weeks to hear back, and I didn't get the job. Um, and that sucked, you know, um, but it, it happens. You have to take those swings. Uh, I've sent out for a number of shows and a number of festivals and things of that nature and either been rejected or not heard back. Um, if I heard back, well, you've heard about it cause I've either done the show already or announced the show or what have you. Um, but, you know, we don't talk about our failures. And I think sometimes we need to. Because if all we're seeing are people's successes, then we feel like if we fail, it's a black mark on our, on our skill set or on us as people. And that's not true. Um, you know, I, I could argue and say I am fairly successful at doing the performing thing. You know, I tend to have, on average, uh, a, a few shows a month, and that's not a bad place to be in. Um, a number of them are paid performances, also not a bad place to be in. I'm doing all right. People seem to want me to be doing things. But there are plenty of things that I haven't gotten I've been rejected for, or I wasn't the right fit for, or there was just someone who was uh, a better fit or a better candidate than I was. And that's not a failing of mine, necessarily. Uh, it might mean there are things that I need to work on more, or skill sets I need to develop still. Um, but that's not a knock on me, necessarily. Um... But yeah, I've I've applied for shit. Probably, I don't know, five six different festivals across the U.S. Um, I've 
you know, like I said, I, I took a big swing applying for this job. Um, I filled out applications for, uh, you know, reality performance shows. Um, and sometimes you have to take those swings. And sometimes you're going to knock it out of the park. Sometimes you're going to wind up with a foul ball. And sometimes you just miss altogether. And that's okay. You know, that's part of it. If you look at anyone who is successful, the thing they are successful for or known for, likely not the first thing they did or even the first thing they tried. And there are there, there is a litter of failures behind every success. Um, and I, I, again, I think we need to be open about that. I think we need to be open about trying and failing because again, if all that we're seeing of each other is our successes, we develop a very strange, uh, attitude about how each other are doing. Um, and yeah, we all want to put our best face forward and make it look like we're just killing it all the time. But we're not. None of us are. None of us are killing it all the time. And that's okay. That's part of the deal. You go to auditions, you don't get. You interview for jobs, you don't get. You fill out applications for things you don't get. You know, you submit for shows, you drop off clips, and you don't get them. And that's fine, you know, um, and it's easy once again to go into that competition thing to, if you fail and you see someone else get the thing that you wanted, it's easy to try and get wrapped up in that, uh, competition thing and be like, well, why they get it when I didn't. But that is a fool's errand because, you know, especially as, as performers. We're all doing our own individual thing. And, you know, if someone else got the thing, odds are they're just whatever thing the the person was looking for when they booked them or hired them or cast them or whatever. You weren't the fit. And maybe you never will be. And that's fine too. Some people belong in club rooms. Some people belong in bars. Some people belong in stadiums. Um, and some people have the skill sets for each of those individual rooms. And some people have skill sets for other things. Some people are better writers than they are performers. Some people are better performers than they are writers. Um, and it, it, it runs the gamut, you know. The, and that's not to say don't work on getting better. Obviously, always work on improving your craft, developing the skill sets, you know, trying out new things so you can be palatable to different audiences. Um, but always do it with consideration for who you are as a performer and what you want to be doing and being the best version of yourself as opposed to trying to, you know, uh, match up with what other people are doing. So yeah, that's... That's what's going on. I've taken some swings and I've taken some losses lately. And I want to be honest about that. Um, because I, I think that's important to do. And I hope that helps some of the people listening. If you've taken some swings and you've missed, like, yeah, that happens. And that's okay. And don't beat yourself up about it. 
look for the next big swing and don't stop swinging. You know, it's very easy to just want to bunt. I don't know much about baseball, but I, I know a few terms and it it's, you know, yeah, you could bunt and maybe get on first base safely, but I'd rather take the swings and go for the records and go for, go for the big plays, you know? Um, I, I don't know enough about baseball to know whether one is better than the other, but, uh, this is a bad analogy. I, <laughs> me especially, I should probably not do sports analogies, but that's fine. Moving on. Let's get into some of the segments that we have scheduled for this episode. First up, dumb news. Did it dip, did it dip, dip, did it dip, bit, whatever. So, uh, folks, if you have a penis, don't masturbate with bananas. Uh, this is according to wretched tabloid rag, the New York Post, uh, who ran a story earlier this week warning that, quote, horny young men have been masturbating with banana peels, according to various dipshits on Reddit, saying that it feels like a blowjob. That sounds like a terrible blowjob. And uh, surprise, surprise, doctors say don't do that. Uh, it is bad for your health. You can develop rashes, uh, infections. You may have allergies and will develop various skin conditions on your penis. So maybe don't do that. That's, that's it. That's the whole story. That Someone published that, put it out in a print publication, and online, and I read that shit. That's pretty dumb, huh? And that's been dumb news. Whatever. Moving on. It's time for Deep Thoughts. Uh, T-H-O-T-S. That's right. You know what? I feel like maybe I should put on my sexy voice for Deep Thoughts. And now it's time for Deep thoughts. Was that sexy? I don't fucking know. Anyway, here's the quote. Because deep thoughts, if you don't remember, uh, it's a new segment on the on uh, the podcast where I take a quote either from a sex worker or uh, from a deep thinker that's about sex, and we talk about that quote. So uh, the quote is: "My body is my art, and it's also the tool that I use to make money." And that's a quote by Sasha Gray. Uh, now, Sasha Gray won 13 AVN, that's uh, the, the adult Oscars, basically, uh, 13 AVN awards for her work in the adult industry before moving on to more mainstream fare in uh, predominantly genre stuff, um, lower budget action and horror, with her biggest credit, uh, I think, probably being playing a fictionalized version of herself on the HBO show Entourage. She also tours frequently as a DJ and musician and wrote a trilogy of erotic thrillers uh, called The Juliet Society, which uh, is basically like if the movie Eyes Wide Shut and Illuminati Conspiracies had a very sexy baby. I've read all three of them. They're actually a good read. Um, if you were like, hey, Fifty Shades of Grey is super rapey and poorly written, what else you got? 
this. This is what else we got. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this quote because, um, we're all, uh, using ourselves as tools for our art and our money. Uh, everything is commodified in a capitalist society. And I mean everything. If you are using your time and your abilities, uh, to make money for someone else, that's you selling your body to someone, essentially. Um, I move heavy freight for a living. That takes a toll on my body. I am selling my body uh, to someone for money so that I can buy goods and services that I'm buying from other people who are selling themselves to some establishment for money. And that's, you know, especially as artists, we can feel very weird about the commodifying of our art um, and the commodifying of ourselves, you know, because with the advent of social media and shit, even podcasts like this, we are essentially selling ourselves. Um, you know, we, we are the commodity that we are trying to sell uh, in an effort to increase the platform that our art will receive. And we give a lot of our art away. Um, whether it's free clips on social media to try and draw people out to our shows, or whether it is, you know, posting our art, uh, in the hopes that someone will like our art and turn around and buy some, but they have it already in phone form. You know, we're all giving away little bits of ourselves and selling little bits of ourselves all the time. Um, and that's just the nature of living in a world where, you know, uh, as, as Wu-Tang said, uh, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Um, I think that's the quote. It's been a while since I listened to Wu-Tang. I, you know what? Let's talk about music move on to the next segment because this all kind of ties in. Uh, we're, we're bleeding one thing into the next thing here. Cause that's how we do. Uh, you know, we talked about money and this week's song is kind of all about that. Last week, uh, we had a, a Cindy Lauper cover by Willie Nelson as the recommended track this week. It's a Cindy Lauper song that I didn't even realize was a cover. Um, and the song is money changes everything. It was the fifth single off her debut album, She's So Unusual. It was the opening track on the album as well. Uh, what I didn't realize is this was originally written and recorded by the band The Brains back in 1978. Though uh, Lopper's 83 recording is widely regarded as an improvement on the original. Uh, her version features Rob Hyman of the band The Hooters, playing his signature Honer Melodica in the track's solo. And uh, the song is loosely a story of the end of a relationship or a number of relationships as money becomes an insurmountable uh, obstacle for the couple in the song as well as a, a, a source of tension and division between the song's narrator and friends. And, uh, you know, money and having it or not having it can shape our relationships with each other. Um, the album She's So Unusual spawned six singles and launched Cyndi Lauper into a stardom which continues to this day. 
And, you know, I, I realize I talk a lot about money uh, and the, the commodification of uh, performance and art and, you know, what what we're all doing here. Uh, and I, I talk about that fairly regularly. You know, I've, I've had episodes solely dedicated to valuing your art uh, and not being opposed to making money doing it. But money is an evil within the thing. It would be great if everyone were just free to create if they saw fit to do so without worrying about whether or not it would sell or they could continue to afford to be able to do it. Um, but, you know, that whole selling our lives away for money, um, the amount that we have to work means that either we can work a job we hate in the hopes that we won't be too exhausted when we get home that we can still find time and energy and passion to do the things we want to do. Or we can try to sell the things that we have a passion about. And, you know, by doing so, we are now no longer just focused on doing what we love, but we're also focused on doing what we think would sell. And finding the compromise between those two ideas. And money really does change everything. Uh, one could argue money can ruin everything as well. And, uh, yeah, there you go. That is the song recommendation and a little discussion on how capitalism is dog shit. And I hate it. <laughs> oh, delightful. Um, I have one more recommendation to make. I'm not going to go terribly in depth on it because I realize some people might not have caught up or might still be watching, but I just finished binge watching the latest season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. God damn, I love this show. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, if you're not caught up, go go binge it. It's, it's fucking great. Um, no, I haven't caught up on Mandalorian or all those other things that are happening right now, but it's because I already got in on the ground floor of Sabrina, and that's where I'm at right now. So that's what I had time to watch. Or I didn't, I didn't really have time, I just decided to forego sleep like a crazy person. And I realized, uh, when I say a crazy person, that's, all right. Uh, do I want to get into that? You know what? I'm not going to get into that today. If you want to be, if you want to talk to me about my use of the word crazy, just then uh, we can have that discussion. I will happily have that discussion with you, but I don't have time. This is a short podcast, so we're going to move on. Um, going from Sabrina the uh, Teenage Witch, the dark, gritty reboot, uh, we're moving on to the tarot. Uh, the tarot pull for these uh, for this episode, I am pulling from the This Might Hurt deck by Isabella Rotman. And the card that I have pulled, oh so fitting given what I was just talking about, the devil! Yes, the devil. Uh, the devil as a card represents extremes. And when the devil appears as, as a card uh, in your life, it is time for you to start assessing your, your, the things you're tied down to, the things you're chained to, or the things you're engaging in to a ruinous extent. It's all about extremes and excesses and you know how, it, how easy it is to go too far uh, with any number of things, partying, drinking, drug use, food, not sleeping, sleeping too much, that there are so many ways in which we can um, 
sabotage ourselves by engaging in extremes and allowing them to take over elements of our life. And when this card shows up, it is a, a sign, uh, a big, bright, neon sign telling you, hold up a second. Look, look at yourself right now. How are you sabotaging yourself right now? How are you ruining yourself right now? How are you hurting your relationships? How are you hurting your work? How are you hurting your creative output? Um, by getting caught up in stuff that's not beneficial to you. And how can you remove yourself from those things? How can you cut those ties, break from those chains, and cut down on your excesses that are hindering you? Um, so that is what you need to take a look at for yourself right now uh, in your life. And uh, pay attention to things like that. And maybe you're doing well. Maybe you're engaging in everything in moderation and you're staying on the right path. And look, excess is not a bad thing. They say that uh, the road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom. And I believe there is some amount of truth in that. We learn by doing and engaging. And I've certainly learned a lot about myself by engaging in various extremes. But you have to make sure you're not hurting yourself in the pursuit of knowledge and experience. So, you know, watch yourself out there. There's a lot to get distracted by. But I try and keep this short so you don't get distracted for too long. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. You can find me, as always, on all the social medias, at Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S, all one word on most of the social medias. Or you can email me, skitsmjones at gmail.com, or drop me a voice message on Anchor if you've got some input and you want to get played on a future episode. We can make that shit happen, too. That's all I've got for today. Y'all have been fantastic. I've been Skits M. Jones. This has been the Trash Fire of Talk. And as always, all I can ask of you is make sure you keep that trash fire burning.